This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cody and Gold, Tuesdays at 1 o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning, every Friday morning at 7.30, leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Absolutely. Time to get after it. And welcome to this edition of the Chiefs Kingdom Show. We're at one of my favorite locations, 64th Street in the Northland, right? Very near the National Golf Course, just off I-29, just west of I-29 on the way to the airport. Great crowd on hand here tonight. Make sure they can register uh, for our raffle prizes uh, and also for our grand prize at the end of the month. All right, time to get going again. Uh, yeah, this just in. Chiefs lose yesterday to the Bolts, 30-24. to 24. Yeah, whatever. Okay, it's time to get back and get going again. We will give you an update on head coach Andy Reid. Dave Tobe will be on here in just a couple of minutes, the assistant head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Keep in mind, Dave has been – with Coach Reed since University of Texas El Paso days in the 1980s. Uh, a reminder also here at Hive. Uh, by the way, this is one of my favorite locations. A lot of you were here that night. Why is it one of my favorite locations of Hive? This is where we had the Chiefs Kingdom show 
the night or two nights after we won Super Bowl 54. Yeah. A lot of you were here that night. And it was gives me chills to talk about it. And the next day we had the parade. All right. We're going to stay on task here. Before I tell you why we're going to stay on task, a reminder all throughout the Metro, if you're listening tonight, any of the 20 Metro Hy-Vees have these specials, the 610 meal deals. Uh, there's the 10 two-piece hand-breaded chicken tenders, of course, the Asian two-entree meal, and then calzones, uh, two for just $6.10. And then I've noticed this throughout the Hy-Vees, uh, not only the Metro, but throughout the Hy-Vees in our a network, the largest network in the National Football League, by the way. Have you seen the QR code? Okay, it's worth it for you to scan that QR code because those specials that you'll get on your phone when you scan that QR code will be worth the scan. Let's just put it that way. Some way crazy and way cool um, situations and specials if you scan that QR code. And also, of course, with 24 points the Chiefs scored, you can uh, score big on your Fuel Saver Plus card uh, with that program. Okay, here's why we need to get ready to go. Because you'll hear Coach Tobe, he'll give the latest update, and then you'll know where Coach Reed is as we speak. I am hoping and praying, like all of you are for Coach, but I want him on that sideline Sunday because it is the two franchises. We win that game Sunday, he will have won 100 games at two separate franchises, never been done in the history of the National Football League, ever. Don Sheila, Tom Landry, Bill, Bill Belichick, all those guys have never done it. And he's going to do it on the sideline of where he spent 14 years in Philly. The other thing I'll say before the break is this. People forget. They forget. Coach Reed is a troubleshooter. I'll bring it up with Coach Tobe again in here in a minute. 2014, we started 0-2. DeVito and Derek Johnson tore their uh, Achilles within about five minutes of each other. It's crazy. We rallied to go 9-7. and seven. Coach Reed can fix it. 2015, we were 1-5. and five. Coach Reed will fix it. We won 10 straight games, won our first playoff game in 22 years. 2017, we lost 6 out of 7 games and still won the division. We forget all of this. Coach will fix it. Oh, 2019, the Super Bowl year that we all celebrate here at Hy-Vee at the 64th Street. What a great moment. We forget that we lost back-to-back home games that year and three straight home games and had Mahomes out with an injury and lost 13 starters to 190 quarters lost in 2019. Coach will fix it. And he's ready to put the hammer down, baby. And we're going to get Coach back. That will be huge when we come back. Pay attention. Head coach, our assistant head coach, Dave Tobe, will update us uh, after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Darrell Williams is the running back now. Kemp is in as a tight slot to the near side. A good blocker at the goal line. They fake it to Darrell Williams. Pop pass. Touchdown, Kansas City. Jody Fortson on the pop pass. His first National Football League touchdown after being three years in this program and waiting for his shot. He kicks in the door. 
All right, welcome back on our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight. We're at the High V at 64th Street uh, in the Northland. We're just off I-29 uh, on your way to the airport, just west of there. You can't miss it. Just turn a right, and we're right there. And, of course, these specials on Monday at High V are awesome. Um, and check those out. You can check those out online and then find out how the Chiefs getting yesterday with 24 points helps you get on your High V uh, Fuel Saver Plus card. With us now, though, is the assistant head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs and special teams coach Dave Tobe. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, 24 hours, Coach. Um, and so let's just get an, an update here uh, on Coach Reed. Uh, you're filling in for him tonight. We appreciate you doing that. But uh, before we do anything, just to fill in on Coach. Well, Coach is doing well. Uh, the, the last word I had is that he's, uh, you know, can't wait to get out. You know, he's <laughs> chopping at the bit, you know, and, uh, you know, he's going to get out of the hospital today. And, and uh, you know him, he's, he's, he's a, he is a war horse. He'll, he'll be back in the office and somebody will have to chase him to tell him to get home. You know, he'll, he'll want to stay here till two in the morning because he's going to feel like he's behind. Uh, you know, the good thing is, is that he's okay. He's all checked out good to go and and we we are we are glad to have him back it may take rick burkholder to a or you guys just to you know walk him out to the pickup and so he'll go home and then he'll wait till you guys leave and then he'll come back in knowing him yeah, he won't listen you know he oh, won't no, listen he won't you listen know, he's gonna he, he's gonna be here until he feels like he's caught up I and mean, that's just the way he is and it's gonna you know he's hard-headed that way <laughs> He is a hard-headed, red-headed Scotsman. <laughs> but you've known him now. You've been with him since UTEP days. Uh, that yes. goes back to the 80s. Um, his personality, you've already given us an idea here, but his personality, not just bouncing back from this, what do we want to call it, episode or whatever, to, to bounce back for this football team, his personality, how would you guess he's going to approach it? Well, he's gonna. He try one thing. He will do is is not make it about him. He'll try really, really hard to not make it about him. But it's going to be about him a little bit this week. I mean, when, <laughs> when we start practicing, guys will be looking at him in a different way. You know what I mean? And uh, but I think it's going to rally the troops. I really do. I think uh, you know guys are going to pull up, pull behind them, and uh, really, really work hard this week. And we got to get this thing back right again. This is not what we are. You know, we we know we're a better football team than this, and. Uh, you know, our guys will, will get this thing straightened out. I mean, turnovers, they happen, you know, and, and unfortunately we've had a little bit of a rash of them here. And I just know that we will get this thing cleaned up. We got, we got too many good, too many good players, too many great leaders. Uh, the coaching staff is, is outstanding. Coach, Coach Reed will get this thing going in the right, right direction again. All week long, though, I'm going to be talking about how Coach Reed and the staff and you, and knowing you now nine years, are troubleshooters. People forget in 14, we started 0-2. We lose DJ to an Achilles injury and DeVito within like five minutes. In 15, we start 1-5, win 10 straight, go to the playoffs and win a playoff game for the first time in 22 years. 17, lose 5-6 of six and still come back to win the division. 19, oh, the Super Bowl year, three of four losses. Mahomes gets hurt, uh, lose to Green Bay, Indianapolis, and, and um, to um, Houston at home and still go on and win the Super Bowl. How much of coaching in this league or at any level is about troubleshooting and staying on task? Yeah, that's a great point, Mitch. I mean, uh, you, you've made me feel better already just <laughs> listening to that. But uh, for sure, I mean, it, it is it is what it is. I mean, it's it's it, you know you, you you see problems and you try to correct them. I mean, things have been going great for us. I mean, there's no question. And you know, now this this will rally the rally the troops for sure. You know, there there is no question in our mind and in my mind and in, in everybody's mind 
that we will get this thing uh, straightened out. Uh, you know, cr- fix the mistakes, and the guys will guys will come in here and and and, and be one hundred and ten percent on everything that they're doing for this week, guaranteed. Just remind everybody if you're jumping in here late, uh, Coach Tobe filling in for Coach Reed tonight. But all the reports in Coach Reed are good. Uh, be back on task uh, soon. All right. How challenging, though, or frustrating or maddening is it that these turnovers happen at the plus three, the plus 14, the plus 29? I mean, every time moving the ball here, these weren't uh, sack strip fumbles back at the 20. I mean, you've moved the ball. You could have put 40 on these guys yesterday. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I mean, I went back and I watched offense and defense, and, and particularly the offense. I mean, the offense was – I mean, they were rolling them up front. I mean, they were knocking them out of there. Uh, in particular, I watched Trey Smith just, you know, pummeling guys up inside. And, uh, you know, it was impressive. It was – you know, we, we had a goal to, to be able to, you know, run the ball better. We wanted to do that. We definitely got that done. Uh, but we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. And, you know, you just can't do that, you know. I mean, not in this league. I mean, we survived it. I mean, we, you know, we still had a, a shot here, you know, a good shot to win the game. And it's amazing, you know, giving up four four turnovers and, and you know, not getting any. You know, we, didn't, we were minus four. We didn't we didn't get any on the plus side. So, uh, you know, we got to take care of that, too, on, on that side of it. And, and we will. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're better and, and we know we're going to be we know we're going to get this thing fixed. I watched the uh, reviewed the defensive video and was encouraged. There was wins on first down. Saw the linebackers playing downhill, uh, and yet, I mean, it's a good Charger team, but it seemed like a wear down factor. Those turnovers actually led to field position for them, and instead of the Chargers playing uphill, it was kind of the defense had to play uphill. But what did you see that encouraged you about the defense going into Philadelphia? Yeah, that's. I was very encouraged with what I saw. Uh, you know, I know one thing that they came in, they thought that they were going to be able to come in here and run the football on us. You know, I, there was no question that they tried to establish the run and we stopped the run. There was no question. We, we were, we were flying around. We were playing better up front, uh, controlling the line of scrimmage with our D linemen and, and the linebackers were making some big hits in there. And particularly the guy that stood out was Bolton. I mean, Bolton had some nice hits in there as, as a rookie. I mean, he's really playing well. And, you know, and just other guys, you know, you know, Hitchens had a good game. I mean, uh, Ben was was good and, and, and the tackling was better. That's one thing that, you know, we, we, we didn't tackle well in, us, in the other game. In this game, we tackled a lot better. We, we put ourselves in a lot better position. Special teams overall. I mean, this is your under your purview here. What did you see special teams was? Well, we didn't get a lot of chances. You know, we did get the one. We had the one kickoff return chance where they, they gave us a high ball down to the one yard line, and we we got it out to the thirty, which was impressive. We were one one arm tackle away from from breaking a, a big one there. Uh, you know, and then as as far as the coverage goes, we only had one punt. Uh, it was a fifty two yarder uh, net. You know, he caught it on the on the. You know, it was a good directional kick by. By by Tommy, and uh, you know we had good coverage on that play, and then in the return game. We had the long return, the very first one, but we had a hand. You know, we, we definitely grabbed them in the mask, the face mask on uh, 38 did. Uh, you know, I, I see what the officials saw on that. And unfortunately, that was called back. That was our worst play of the game. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I thought McColl had a really good game. I mean, he was hitting the ball, you know, catching it and getting up the field right away. And, and even on offense, I mean, he was running tough. I mean, that was as tough as I've seen McColl run all year, you know, all actually all in, in his, in his whole time here. I mean, he was getting up the field and, and, and running a tough, in, in, you know, in between some big, big dudes in there. So that was good to see. 
and the winds are so tricky in that place. I mean, they're placing the ball and it's rolling. Like, uh, how much do you have to coach that with your guys? Because it, it might affect your phase more than any of the other two. It definitely affected our phase. I mean, in the pregame, it was tough. I mean, we were trying to figure out the wind. Uh, you know, but Bucker figured it out. He he understood, you know, exactly where to place that ball because the wind was blowing hard to our bench on both sides. And, and, and I don't, I'm not sure their guy ever figured it out. And in fact, you know, they kind of it looked like they lost faith in that guy. They didn't they didn't go with him late. Uh, there was a couple times there where they probably, you know, <laughs> should have kicked the field goal and they didn't. They didn't even try, uh, you know, and then we have to stop about fourth down. And then unfortunately, the the phantom uh, uh, penalty against us. But they, you know, those things happen both ways. And unfortunately, it went against us in this in this case. But I mean, right there, we're off the field. We have the ball at the 35-yard line with Mahomes with the ball in his hand. 24-24, we go down, and, and we're going to win the game. I mean, you just knew it. But, you know, I don't know. I think they had, what, two two fourth downs that they got. Uh, you know, we got to – you know, teams play us differently. You know, and, and, you know, because of Mahomes, they play us differently. They go for it on fourth down. They do things that are different. And, and we have to – figure that out and, and get, get teams stopped in those situations. And we have to do a better job of getting them stopped. How close were you to blocking that punt? Now for a second home game, it looked like a punter had a bad drop um, or a weird drop. I mean, that thing was a 26 or seven yard quacker, but there was like, I mean, how close are you? Cause when I watch these videos, it's like, man, just a fraction of an inch for a big play here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're trying. I mean, uh, you know, you have to pick your spots. I mean, if the if the punter has a slow get off, you're going to try to go after a little bit. We felt like we had a shot uh, in this game. We actually had our defense stay on the field, our big guys out there, because it was fourth and short. And uh, he tried to yank one, uh, tried to kick it away from us, and he, you know, he, he pulled it a, bit, a little bit too much on that play. The one that you're talking about. One thing that's always impressed me about you, and I think the Chiefs Kingdom needs to know this, and I know Coach Reed trusts you so much, but is in your evaluation of personnel. I find it to be impeccable. Um, I want to ask you about that and your background, because you can look at a guy and go, I see the ceiling here, or maybe the lack thereof, or this, and, and evaluate him almost like a pseudo-general manager. But it's impressive. Where, where did that come from? Has that developed over time? Or, or what about that? Because it's great for the kingdom. Yeah, I think it's uh, coaching special teams. You have to be able to, uh, you know, pick out guys, on, you know, college players that can play. I mean, I think that's, you know, it's so important. And then I can watch probably five plays on a guy. If it's if, if he's covering kicks, I could tell you exactly, you know, how good the guy is, you know, in four or five plays. Wow. Uh, you know, if, if, it's, if it's not a touchback and it's a return, uh, you know, in the return game, I could tell you if he can block in space, I could tell you if he's got, uh, you know, a good feel for geometry, which you need, you know, as a blocker. I can, I can tell you if a guy, you know, as a cover guy, or is he a tough guy? Is he, will he stick his head in there? I mean, it doesn't take much, but uh, you, you have to see him in an actual, you know, an actual uh, tackling or a blocking situation. Uh, it doesn't take many plays to figure out if a guy can play or not. I think it's just for, you know, I've, I've been doing this for 21 years, so I think <laughs> that, that doesn't hurt either. You, but you blow me away. I mean, you're giving an evaluation of a guy, and I'm like, man, he's turned out to be dead on. But and one of those is Jody Fortson. Has the touchdown yesterday. We had him on our Chiefs Rewind yeah. show last night. But to see what this catch. But the what dude has toiled for three years, Dave. He's been on yeah. practice squad, and you know, show up in practice, and people at camp will go, "Who's that dude?" Uh, but what about a guy looking at him and seeing a guy that just kind of gutted out and get to a point now in his career where he may be able to do something? 
it's it's really impressive. It's a credit to him. I mean, because he didn't give up. You know, it, it, it's easy to, you know, for a guy to you know get cut twice or not be not make the team uh, two years in a row and, and, and give up on it and go the other way. He 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 figured it out. You know, he he gained the weight. He came in here and he asked me, "What do I need to do?" I said, "You need to be a warhorse over here. You need to be." a killer you need to be you need to be a tackler a blocker and you know and and that's what it's going to take and that's that's what he did and now now he's starting to do it on offense which is it's great to see you know and, and coach reed giving him you know the, throwing him the ball in that situation i mean yeah, that shows that he's got trust in him too so i mentioned these with your then, guys though it's like seeing your kids grow up you're like well don't yeah, he's gonna get good, then you, but then you're gonna I'm lose excited. him right you don't want to lose yeah. him on your side yeah. i'm excited i'm excited for him and, and you know and, and where he's going and and he's going to continue to get better. Final question, and again, thanks for being with us. If folks have joined us late tonight, again, Coach Reed, uh, all the signs are good here. Um, and But Coach Tobe filling in for Coach Reed tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom Show, and thanks so much for your talent being here, and you've helped change this whole kingdom. Um, going into Philadelphia, I mean, you mentioned there's emotion here. I remember we went back in 13, Coach's first year. Our oh, guys yeah. were not going to lose that game, dude. They were not no, going no, to lose. No going no back question. to Philly at one and two under the circumstances, coach can get a hundredth win here, hundo, hundo, all that stuff. How do you handle you it? This gave me, you just gave me goosebumps, Mitch. <laughs> you just gave me goosebumps. I'm telling you, yeah. it's it's a an enormous week for so many reasons. Handling yes. it, handling it, going into Philly and be beating these guys. It's it's going to be huge. Uh, you know, obviously it starts with getting Andy back. You get him back in the building and. Uh, you know, every, that's going to uplift everybody's spirits. I mean, because everybody was praying for him last night. I know I, my phone was blowing up last night. And uh, it was a scary deal. I'm not going to lie. It was a scary thing. And, and we're just glad that he's okay. And he checked out all right. And, uh, you know, he, he, once he gets back in the building, that's going to lift everybody up. And then, man, it's going to be fun, you know, to go out there and, and, and get a victory in that place. I mean, it kind of, uh, it would be special. Well, thanks for doing all that you do, all the work that you put in, and what you've done in this community in your nine-plus years here, in your time at Mizzou. Uh, and we'll just get after this week. It's encouraging to, to be around these guys, man. What a great staff and great bunch of players. Uh, it's fun to be around y'all. All right. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it, man. All right. Assistant Head Coach and Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe filling in tonight for Coach Reed. Stay tuned. Orlando Brown Jr. will be my guest when we come back. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Chiefs line up with two guys in the backfield with Mahomes, but right is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Left is Kelsey. Sprints in motion to the right flat. Now they're going to run a screen. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire set up at the 10. At the 5, left side. Touchdown! Kansas City! Finally, the screen worked to perfection. And the Kansas City Chiefs have their first lead of the game at 3.35 to go in the third quarter. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show tonight. The Chiefs getting ready to go to Philadelphia, try to even things out at 2-2. Two taking on the Eagles. A reminder, we're at the 64th Street location of High V. On your way to KCI uh, on 29, go west on 64th Street. It's right there. You can't miss us. You also can't miss our special guests this week. Uh, now, it's a young man excited that he has joined the Chiefs Kingdom in the offseason and anchoring things down for the team at left tackle. Welcome now, Orlando Brown Jr. And uh, welcome, my friend, to the Chiefs Kingdom and to the Chiefs Kingdom show. Man, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's it's 
it's been amazing here in Kansas City, just just how the fans have taken me in, how the city's taken me in. Uh, man, I mean, I'm so I'm so appreciative, man. I'm so blessed. It's a great place to build a life and a career. Uh, no I want to ask you, let's get let's talk some football here. Um, tough loss again yesterday, back-to-back -back tough losses. Uh, but I, I saw some good things uh, as I reviewed the video and the fact that um, you guys were able to – I mean, you got into their territory almost every time. It's just yeah. the turnover started to uh, way, way uh, tough. But what about overall your feelings as you reviewed the game? Yeah, I mean, you know, man, uh, when you lose in this league, um, the good plays don't necessarily get highlighted often. And um, we did some really good things. We did some things that um, definitely could have put us in better position up front. Uh, but it's just part of it, man. You know what I mean? It's it's not always going to go your way. You know, you got to figure out a way to win these close games and, and, you know, perform at the highest level when it counts. And this is a team, man, full of talent, full of great coaches. It's a top flight organization. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily worried you know obviously losing back-to-back -back games is tough and you know losing to who we lost to is tough but at the end of the day man I'm 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 100 sure we're gonna bounce back and be ready to go but Orlando you guys were able to move the ball I mean that's a good defense yeah. they got some good players but you were moving the ball all day out of yeah. one drive um how much of a challenge is it thinking man we we could have put 40 on the board quite honestly was there some of that feeling yeah, that's always frustrating, man. When you feel like you left points on the on the on the field or yards on the field, uh, you know, and that's those are things we'll 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 get together, man. Those those turnovers in the red zone or in the the big red zone, man, it's it's tough. You know, obviously giving the ball up when when we're about to score in those situations, but um, you know, man, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got the best quarterback in the NFL, so you know, I got a lot of confidence in him. We got a lot of confidence in you. Um, what about then just refocusing? Because this is a league that's the most popular league, professional league in the country, right? And getting yep. worldwide feeling. But there's lots of noise and talk. And there was 20 and 0 talk. And there's, hey, get back to a third Super Bowl. And and I get all that. That's fine. That's you know, that's a goal. But how much now is it refocus? Like, let's get this down to the basic common denominator of what we need to do to beat Philadelphia. Yeah, and I think that's always been the focus, man. It's really one week at a time. Obviously, you know, things were talked about in the offseason and all of that. But, um, you know, ultimately, man, the focus has been one week at a time. And, you know, our preparation, <clears throat> I think, has been there. Um, but we just haven't necessarily been able to execute like we wanted to. And that's the frustrating part, man, is it's just, you know, the fine details in the game of football that, you know, you got to pay attention to. You know what I mean? It's a game of inches, man. And, uh, you know, I definitely say this is a team that's worked hard. This is a coaching staff that's worked hard, that's poured a lot into this. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like I said, losing back-to-back -back is tough, man. But, um, you know, we're we going to figure it out. How awesome was it to get that screen into the end zone? I've been watching this in OTAs and camps going, and we were just like a tick away in the first two yeah. weeks. And, like, how big was that to get that done and what it takes to run those successful screens? Man, that was awesome, man. That was that was like great execution. Uh, a ton of like you said, man, it's just a ton of practice this offseason and this season going over that going over that screen and you know, Creed and Joe and Trey, all of them getting out in front and Clyde making, you know, I guess a guy or two miss, man, and, and finishing the play. Um, I mean, that was just super well executed and just a great play call at the time too. 
Yeah, it's awesome to see, and there's more to come. And there was a close one against the Ravens that was going to go, man. That made oh, it yeah. I was set up when I watched the video, but <laughs> and do it this week. All right. Uh, what do you learn about playing in this offense? Because there's just a lot on your plate with this. People think, well, is this a, it's a run offense. It's an everything. Um, yeah. But what are you learning about this offense uh, for your pos position in specific? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, man, uh, the thing about, um, this system, especially for for offensive tackle, man, it gives you the opportunity to really display your ability to block one on one in the run game and the pass game. And you know, I'm one on one, man, a ton in this system, and I absolutely love it. You know what I mean? It gives you the opportunity to really uh, showcase, you know, your talents, your abilities against some of the top talent across the league, man. And you know, at the end of the day, that's what's respected. You know, when these coaches turn on films, when my peers turn on films, uh, you know, and they watch these games, they're like, yo, he played this guy one-on-one -on -one for four quarters. You know what I mean? He he had him one-on-one -on -one the whole game, you know, and that's that's my appreciation within the system, man, is really just finding out a way to manipulate all my blocks to kind of look and feel the same to the guy across from the line of scrimmage for me. And just doing my job, man, to the best of my abilities. I'm, I'm, I absolutely love the system, man. I think, you know, it, it's, it's so much that goes into it, and it's so much uh, that you can't, that you can't even predict. You know what I mean? That's going to happen. And uh, if at the end of the day, man, I feel like it gives us a, a, a slight advantage up front, man. Just being able to kind of have people on their heels often. Got to ask you, Orlando, though, in the communication, I've heard you talk about it since you got here. I've heard Joe talk about it, Creed, all the way down the line, uh, communicating with your dudes shoulder to shoulder. How big is that and how much of that? And I tell people it's not instant oatmeal. I mean, this thing is not going to be immediate. How much of it is a, a growth uh, between you guys? Oh, man, it's been a lot of growth. But um, Coach Reed and, and everybody, Coach Heck, man, they've allowed us as a group to kind of gel. And we've, we've had a ton of reps together in camp ton of reps in the preseason, regular season now. Um, man, it's, it's, it's been – I'm thankful that they were able to do that because that's allowed us to kind of get on the same page and be where we want to be. Uh, the communication has been great, man. Creed is, is doing an amazing job, you know, being a rookie center and, and his first three starts, man, just handling business, making sure everybody's on the same page, making sure he's on the same page with Pat. Uh, you know, and as a as a veteran, as you know, my responsibility is knowing knowing the the system as well, knowing you know who the mic ID should be, or you know where wherever you know we're gonna go or wherever direction we're gonna go. So you know, I take pride in that as well, making sure that I know exactly what Cree's supposed to do, just so you know he doesn't feel like the pressure is all on himself. Must be that OU thing, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you just have an NC Definitely. State cat in the middle of you there. It's yeah. <laughs> Joe's holding it down a little bit. <laughs> you gotta looks like he's gotta be bilingual. He's gotta learn sooner language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you a football question because I'm seeing this more and more against us. Two things. Yeah. One, I see these safeties like bail out. They start at 20 and go to 25. Crazy. Yeah. I see these wide nine techniques, either seven yeah. technique, which is way outside your shoulder, or nine. Like, where are these dudes going? Like, are they even yeah, in bounds? So I know I, I, football question. How do you, how do you handle these wide nines? that are like, wow, they're way out there. Yeah. Uh, Pat's been doing such a better job, man, in the pocket, just making sure that he's in the right spot. And I've been doing a better job of, of, uh, you know, keeping the width of the pocket so that, you know, he does have that ability to step up or move around however he wants to move. Uh, but when you're dealing with those seven techniques, those nine techniques, man, at the end of the day, 
I'm going to settle my angle and I'm going to stay in between my man and the quarterback. Uh, you know, that's just my mindset and mentality. It is a little bit tougher and a, a, a lot different for me as opposed to what I've seen in years past just coming from the system that I came from. But, uh, man, I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the space. You know what I mean? If we can play the space game all day, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> and then these twists. Whether it's, oh, yeah. you got these TE twists, right? So the nine yeah. may be out there, like, where's he at? And all of a sudden, he's loops inside. Just yeah. the calculus that's involved with there for you guys. Yeah, man. And that just comes down to communication and chemistry. Uh, me and Joe had a really good feel on those twists all, all day yesterday, man. And, uh, you know, there was one I want back for sure later in the game. But, uh, you know, just that, just that continuity amongst each other up front and having that trust that, you know, okay, I'm passing my guy, even though I may not feel Joe. You know, I'm passing my guy to Joe. And just the ceiling for this O-line and this offense. I know everybody's one and two, these two close losses, the, the six turnovers, it can weigh you down. But I get excited, though, when I see the week-to-week -week movement ahead. And I get excited yes. for next month and the next month and the next month. What about the ceiling for you guys in this offense? Yeah, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, my, my dad always talked about and uh, – Marshall Yonda, other veterans is uh, not peaking too early in this league. And, you know, obviously coming out one and two is never a great feeling. You know, obviously you want to get to the point where you're plus three, plus four, plus five, you know what I mean? Being in that, in that area. And, um, you know, I think where we're at right now, man, is, uh, you know, we've got a lot of room to grow and the potential is there. I think, you know, you've seen it in the way that we can move the ball. You've seen it in the, play calls that are coming and how we're able to execute. You know, obviously we just got to do a better job of taking care of the football, man. But, uh, you know, I don't think we're close to our peak yet. And we're playing some okay football, you know, which is, you could say a good thing, but it's not enough. But uh, where we can go with this, man, I mean, it's like I said, you know, you've got Pat, who's one of the best, you know, you've got, you got Travis, you got Tyreek, you've got, you know, Coach Reed and, and, and his system and all of those different things, man, and all these different pieces up front and even some of our pieces that we have in the skill positions as well, man, like Byron, you know, D-Rob and all of those guys, man. I mean, I, I think the potential is, is there and, you know, it's very early in the season. It's only week three, you know what I mean? we got however many more weeks ago, I don't think you come close to even seeing how good of a football team we can be. Special guest tonight in the kingdom, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., two-time Pro Bowler, the Chiefs left tackle, they're getting ready to play the Philadelphia Eagles this week. We come back, we're going to have more from Orlando, but let's do this. Let's take a break on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. One-man rush for the Chargers. We're going to bring it. McCall Hardman on a flip pass at the 10. Cuts it inside the 5. Stretches out for the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman, the flip pass right to left. And the Chiefs regain the lead at 6.43 to go in the game. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show again tonight. We're at 64th Street High V. Uh, just west of I-29 on your way to the airport. Great location, by the way. Uh, and awesome with these uh, Mondays at hy V and the specials that they've got. And uh, check out uh, way the way your uh, Fuel Saver card can grow. Also a reminder, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. is our guest tonight, our player guest. A reminder that the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs and serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations is Hellsburg Diamonds. And uh, helping Orlando out. 
making sure we get you taken care of with some stuff there. But um, so awesome to see you come here when we were able to pick you up in the off season. But it was even more awesome. And I'm old enough, man. I'm an old dude. I called some of your dad's games, right? We yeah. played them. Played them. And uh, Zeus, man, was a was a stud out there. And you mentioned Marcel Yanda before the break. Man, that offensive line they had rolling with those Ravens teams uh, were, were good. The relationship you had with your father, what did that do to form your foundation that you have now? Uh, man, I mean, it probably, I mean, it's, it was one of the more pivotal uh, relationships that I had um, as far as understanding how, you know, having a better understanding of how the NFL works. Um, you know, I, uh, like in my household, man, we didn't really watch a lot of college football. My dad went to South Carolina State and, you know, they were really good when he was there, but, <laughs> you know, they were great, you know, necessarily when he was older. And so we didn't watch a lot of college football. So, you know, to be honest with you, like, and his experience was so much different from mine that like, you know, and at the time I had no idea it was like that. I mean, I never, we never spoke much about college. You know what I mean? Like we talked about it, like some of his crazy stories, but uh, <laughs> in relation to, you know, football and how it goes to transition from high school to college, like we never really spoke much about that. You know, I spoke a lot with him about the transition from college to the NFL. And the knowledge that he gave me as a young kid, even before I started playing the game of football, man, uh, you know, it's been so beneficial for me coming into this league, um, you know, little things as far as, you know, if I get beat on a plate, on a play, understanding, um, you know, what I did wrong, making sure that I, you know, I, I remember how that felt. Remember what I did wrong. Okay. Did I turn too early? Did I punch with my inside hand? Uh, you know, his biggest thing to me that I, that I really took away from him is being aware in the moment, you know, looking at the big picture when you're out there on the field. Uh, not just seeing the defense in in front of you, you know, really just understanding the game, understanding the flow of the game, how to call your coach is going to call the game, uh, where your quarterback's going to be, how your running back likes to set up blocks and all of those different things. And uh, I'm still learning a lot of that stuff here in KC just because, you know, I haven't had a ton of, you know, live snaps with this team. But, uh, man, it's been a blast. And Flacco's on this Eagles roster. It'll be weird. You're going to be yeah. looking at Flacco going, well, wait a minute here. You yeah, know? I know. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh, yeah. but, but I want to ask you, too, about your dad. There had to be some pride to him. It goes to South Carolina State. And I love to follow the MEAC and the SWAC. How much pride did he have that he was in an HBCU? Oh, yeah, a ton of pride, man. A ton of pride. He loves South Carolina State. They actually, uh, I think they retired his jersey number down there. And, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame down there and everything. Now, I, I haven't been in a while, but. Um, yeah, he loved it though, man. He loves South Carolina State. Anytime, you know, any of those guys coming out of coming out of there going <laughs> to the NFL, uh, he loved them. You know, I uh, you know, I, I he never he never got a chance obviously to see like a Darius Leonard or anything like that, man. But you know, it would have been cool to to see him talk about that. But I heard him talk about uh I think it's Harry Carson, maybe. I think he went to South Carolina State or Jesse Tuggle, maybe. Uh, I can't remember one of those, one of those guys, but you know, he always brought those guys up. And then, you know, Coach Heck was actually telling a story the other day uh, in the O-line room. And he was talking about this guy named Earl DePearl, who uh, my dad brought up a few times that went to South Carolina State. And Coach Heck played with him in Seattle. So that was pretty cool. Well, and just we, we see it every week. You went to a Power Five. You played at OU. You played in the Big 12. And you guys were a national yeah. challenger every year. Yeah. Every week. I mean, look at our roster. 
right? Oh, yeah. These dudes that show up from HBCUs or Division II schools, Prink, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Fortson, Valdosta State gets a touchdown. I mean, these dudes come from everywhere. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. You know, that's the thing about, I feel like football today is, you know, and you're seeing it now uh, on every level, high school, college, NFL, it's so competitive now, man. I mean, you know, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, your power fives are your power fives, man. But even outside of that, it's so competitive now. You know what I mean? With the transfer portals and all those different things, man. I mean, people, people just, I mean, it's just the talent pool just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I want to ask you, settling in here now, um, three weeks into the season, but you've been here since we made that trade. What you want, I talked about the ceiling on football. What do you want in your life here over the next, several years, five years, 10 years, maybe even building your career here. So, so many guys have done that. They love it here. And they're saying, you know what, I'll plant my flag here and build yeah. my life here. Um, what about, what are your goals as you look ahead here off the field? Yeah. Off the field, man, I, I want to get more involved in the community here. You know, obviously this year has been tough and with the trade and everything and, and football and, you know, I'm just, I've just been so overly consumed with all of that, getting my house here together. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to really, truly get involved in the community here. And, you know, in Baltimore, that was something that just came because, I mean, I grew up there, you know, my whole life. So uh, it was, you could say, easier to get back in a sense. But uh, you know, I want to get more involved in the community here. I, I would I would love to, you know, reach out to some of those uh, schools in Kansas City and in, in the Kansas City School uh, Public School District and, you know, get around them and, and, and talk to those some of those young kids in elementaries and elementaries and middle schools. Um, you know, I, uh, I had some other things too, that I, I recently spoke with, with the community team about here in, uh, for the chiefs, but, um, yeah, man, I, I would love to get more involved in the community. And, you know, at the end of the day, I would I would love to play here for the rest of my career, man. Um, I don't know how much longer that's going to be, but, you know, I would love to get 12 or 14 years out of this. And, um, you know, I, I would love for them all to be here. Uh, it's like I said, the city city's taking me in, man, with open arms. And, you know, it's, it's crazy how much they let the chiefs out here. <laughs> Final question before we let you go. Yes. You see things from the big picture. The first mm -hmm. couple of times I heard you, I go, Oh, this dude gets the Google earth view of life. <laughs> where, did that, where did that come from? Well, how did yeah. that build in you? Um, you know, I, I would, uh, I would say really a combination of, of different things, man. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I, I've been blessed to kind of go through some things in life at an early age, you know, losing my dad at 15, um, you know, having to move from an all boys school in DC to Atlanta where I'm at with 4,500 kids and, you know, it's boys and girls now. And, you know, going from, living in Atlanta to going to college 17 hours away in Oklahoma is just me there. You know what I mean? My mentor, Jamal Brown, everything that he's taught me and all the lessons college taught me and my coach, you know, coach Beatenbow in college, coach Fleetwood. I, I've just, I've been exposed to so many different people and so many different groups. And, uh, you know, something my parents always told me and my, my siblings was uh, be humble. You know what I mean? Always take time to, to learn from someone, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, if they work at CVS, it doesn't matter if it's the president of the United States, you know what I mean? Take time to, to learn, be humble, you know what I mean? Humble yourself and, and, and learn people. And that was something that at an early age was expressed to me. And so, uh, man, I, I would just definitely get that, that credit to my parents, man, as far as just, uh, 
uh, instilling that mindset in me to to be humble and to to learn and to to you know take a bite of that humble pie. You know what I mean? Not not always feel like you're the better man. And so, uh, growing up in my household, man, we get we get butt whoopings for that stuff. So, <laughs> so, so it just naturally is instilled in me. <laughs> Well, it's awesome to have you here. We'll get we'll get this fixed. We'll get it fixed this week. But thanks for being with us tonight on the Kingdom Show, brother. Bless you. No doubt. Appreciate you, Mitch. Yes, sir. Orlando Brown Jr., our guest. Stay tuned. We'll wrap things up on the show after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Single back again. Play fake. Herbert with all kinds of time. Now it breaks down, being chased by Dana. He's got him. Mike Dana stays with the play. Just like a wrestler who escapes and then comes back and gets the takedown. Mike Dana did exactly that. It's the first sack of the game for the Chiefs. Welcome back to our 64th Street location of High V in the Northland, just off I-29 on your way to the airport. This is a great location. I said one of my most favorite locations because we celebrated that Super Bowl 54 championship right here uh, the day before the parade on that glorious Tuesday after that glorious Sunday night. What a great kid, Orlando Brown Jr. What a great young man, I should say. And when you, if you're ever around him, we get out of COVID, you'll know that Orlando Brown Jr. is huge. Literally, he's huge. He's the biggest guy on our team, okay? Plus, when he gets after it, uh, and that offensive line yesterday, I guess it's fun to watch him play because, like, Trey Smith's out there trying to, like, put corkscrew some dude into the ground. But to Philadelphia, this week it's time to go out there and put the hammer down. Hy-Vee's great on Mondays. They got the specials, still have a chance to get them here and all throughout the Metro, plus uh, all throughout our great network, um, that are listening, folks listening tonight, the QR code at hy V. it is worth for you to scan it because some of the most awesome specials in the history of food uh, and produce are, are on those QR codes. It's like, I don't even know where they pick them up. Like the Mesopotamians wish they had these specials, but they don't have them. hy V's got them, that QR code. I always see the people in the T-shirt. I go, Do I, can I scan their T-shirt? Does that work? Anyway, uh, it's a big week. If you joined us late, Coach Tobe was on filling in for uh, Coach Reed. And I think there were some tense moments yesterday and maybe last night, but Coach is back on task and ready to go, expecting probably back at work tonight, uh, grinding away. Probably listen to the show, I'm sure, saying he would say, say hi to the redheads, right? That's what he would say because we've got the geeks and the red coders and, and uh, everybody here, Froman's here. Uh, say hey, Paula's here. Uh, but it's a big week, and I hope he's on that sideline because this I'm going to call this the Andy Reid Bowl. Two locations. He totally changed the fortunes of two cities and for the Eagles Nation or whatever they call it and the Chiefs Kingdom. He changed all our lives and all of his work. I saw it the day of the parade, the joy on his face because his work had come to fruition to bringing all of us joy. So right now, for us live here, a cheer for Andy Reid to get him back on that field. And so it's time to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, get back on track. And again, we're going to do it with a double hammer here. It's time to put the hammer down. 
baby. Thanks to the folks here at Hy-Vee on 64th Street, a great location. Next week, of course, we'll have, uh, after the Eagles game, uh, we'll have another player guest after that. We'll be at the uh, Raytown Road location just off 350 Highway. Another one of their outstanding Hy-Vee locations. Their remodel jobs have been great throughout the metro, and so I appreciate them. But it's a big week for this football team. And as I mentioned, if Andy Reid has done one thing, we see 100 wins. If he wins this week, he is a troubleshooter. He's rescued us time after time after time again. Big Red, let's get him healthy and go back to Philadelphia and beat those guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks to Orlando Brown Jr. Thanks to Dave Tobe, our assistant head coach, special teams coach for filling in. It's time for the Kansas City Chiefs to get after it. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning, every Friday morning at 7.30, leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.